Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Mike. Yo, don't forget, check out New England Patriots Rundown, available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and now also available on Stitcher. And don't forget to check out our other channel, Can We Keep It Real? Also available on all the same platforms. Streamed in nine platforms all around the world. It's your boy Michael Rebello and we out. I gotta say, ever since we lost to the Philadelphia Eagles in the Super Bowl last season, it's been a very hurtful offseason. And it's been an offseason that I wasn't looking forward to and... I still can't wait to get back to the regular season again. But don't forget, check out everything you want to hear. Here, Patriots related on New England Patriots Rundown. Welcome to another edition. Today is Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. And I hope everyone has a safe 4th of July weekend. And uh, don't do nothing stupid. Never make a decision based on 10 seconds. You know, even the friggin' Eagles tackle Lane Johnson, you know, criticized the Patriot way numerous times this offseason. He said that the team don't have any spite. I mean, even though that they win, but they don't have any fun. I mean, what are you there for? Are you, is this your job or are you there to have fun? Then last season, who was it? Who was that clown that got fired after the the Raiders game? Um, I got it right here. Oh. Cassis Mosh, he told a San Fran reporter that he disliked his time in Foxborough so much that he almost quit the game altogether. But what I remember is him throwing a temper tantrum after the Mexico game because he only got a few eligible snaps, so he was only in the game a little bit, throwing water bottles. And you know what happens after a player like that acts like an asshole? Yup. Pack your shit and hit the bricks. I mean, if there were any players that are unhappy, none of the Patriots guys are speaking about it. I think even this year, Belichick during um, their um, voluntarily um, mini camps and where they have to report, I think he even took them to Fenway Park. And they enjoyed a baseball game. And I think they even did something after that. When they asked Dante Hightower about it, he said, I mean, it's not for everybody. It's harder than most places to play, but I mean, that's part of it. A lot of guys know that when they come to New England, they come here to win. But in the locker room, it's not Belichick's job to make this a fun atmosphere for the guys. It's the guys around here to make it a fun atmosphere. Belichick's job is to coach and win. Hightower went on to say that the players in the locker room... They're not like co-workers, they're family, they're brothers. And he said he loves them as brothers. Hightower comes from Alabama where he played for Nick Saban, who was a very good friend of Belichick. And the two coaches are very similar in their styles of the way that, of the Patriot way. So I think Hightower pretty much had an idea what he was walking into. But, I mean, let's face it, you go to work, you're not there to have fun. If you can enjoy yourself, you know, doing your job, fine. But these guys are there to play football. 
Hightower said, I prayed for Nick Saban and I prayed for Belichick and I think they're two peas in the same pot. I mean, you're not going to get better unless you sacrifice and sometimes sacrifices are tough. Let's take Stefan Gilmore, for example. He had a real rough introduction into the Patriots organization. He arrived at a very high-priced fee agent last year before settling in down the stretch. He, he agreed with Hightower also. Like, this ain't, we're not here to have fun. We're here to do a job. And if we can have fun at the same time, then so be it. But I don't think Malcolm Butler helped Stefan Gilmore feel, feel welcomed. Butler criticized Belichick about, you know, not giving him any money and bringing in a new guy at $64 million. I criticized Belichick for the same thing. I said, how do you not give Malcolm Butler a contract? He proved his worth year and year over. And like I've been saying, the New England Patriots administration has a way of shitting on players. But I understand it's a business, so it is what it is. Gilmore has been known to say he has fun because he loves playing the game. He'd been playing it since he was like around six. And he said he don't let anyone take the fun out of the game. It's fun to him, so that's what matters. I also heard other NFL players saying they hate football. They do it because it's a job. And I bet 80% of NFL players don't enjoy the job that they do. Because you never enjoy the job that you do. In high school, football's fun. But it's not your job. You don't do it every day. Every day of the week. Safety Devin McCourty was also asked about Marsh's comments. And he pretty much continued with the same theme. He said he's always having fun. But he does understand how Cassius was frustrated. And how he had a bad time in New England. But the time Cassius had in New England. I didn't think he would leave and say he had a good time there. I mean, we lost in the Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles. So guys on that team are going to talk about it. And it's going to make a little bit of news. And then you have guys that was released by the Patriots. And if you ask them, it's going to make some news. I mean, if you ask guys that still play here or that had good experiences playing here, they're going to have a different opinion. That goes with anything. It depends the experience that that person had. When you ask them that question. But I guarantee you as guys in that locker room. They're going to say they enjoy hanging out with each other. They have a good time. Their families have relationships with each other. They enjoy doing things in the locker room. Even before they have fun winning football games. But you also know that's their job. They work for a living. It's a business. They have to win. You don't have fun when you lose. When you lose... People get fired. When people get fired, that is no fun at all. Losing a football team because you got a stubborn head coach is also no fun at all. When Malcolm Butler ain't involved in the defensive plan, that is no fun at all. When Belichick was asked if he felt his team had no fun, he responded, We feel what's important to us is to win. So that's really what we're trying to do. We're focused on what we're doing, trying to get better, and taking each day we can to try to improve our team, and we're not really focused what everyone else is doing. It's your boy, Mikey Rebello. This is New England Patriots Rundown. Stay tuned on a special July 4th weekend edition. We'll be right back.
Yo, how you doing? It's your boy Michael Rabello. Tuesday, July 3rd's edition of New England Patriots Rundown. How you doing? I hope everyone's having a good day, man. Matt Light going into the Hall of Fame, man. Does anyone deserve to be in the Hall of Fame more than Matt Light? I remember in 2001 when um, when Belichick tried to put um, the linemen on the other side of the line for the preseason. It worked horribly. It just did not work out. Belichick said after going home and thinking about it and just going over some game film, he said out of nowhere he woke up and had an idea. He ended up moving Matt Light over to the other side of the line where he went on to start 153 of the next 155 regular season games, another 20 playoff starts in so many postseason contests, I can't even count them anymore. Dude had like 11 years, 3 Super Bowl titles, 3 Pro Bowl selections as a first team All-Pro honor. He was a second round draft choice. In 2000, he retired as a Patriot Hall of Fame and as a member of the Patriot all 2000s team and the club's 50th anniversary team. This September, Light will take up a new position when he joins 26 other New England Patriot legends as the latest introduction to the same hall at Patriot Place that many others had went. Early in spring on Patriots.com, they have voting for the Hall of Fame which you can vote for your favorite member that they have nominated for that class. Voting is usually shut down about May. And then usually after that, the team will announce who the winner is. And this year, 40-year-old Matt Light beating out a pair of three-time Super Bowl champion teammates as well. Defensive end Richard Sherman, linebacker Mike Vrabel, who both played with Light from 2001 to 2008 season. Now, both them guys will definitely get into the Hall of Fame. Mike Vrabel might get in sooner than Richard Seymour. But let's not forget, Richard Seymour, really, he had that great friggin' defensive stand against the Raiders. Like, he was a great player also. It didn't take Matt Light to become a favorite of the Pats Nation during his career. And now he's doing media interviews, radio during a conference call with reporters shortly after finding out that he was elected to the hall, he said for a guy who never had trouble talking to anyone, he was having difficult putting words how special this induction meant to him. He said this means a lot to him because it's put together by Patriot Nation, the fans of the New England Patriots and alike, and people of the community that really understood him. Well, congratulations, Matt Light. That's nuts. Matt Life half-jokingly that um, when Robert Kraft called him to congratulate him, he actually had shut his phone off the day for the charity event. And then when he ended up getting the second phone call, Matt Light was in Rhode Island hunting turkeys. When the call from Robert Kraft came through on his phone, Matt Light must have looked and said, Mr. Kraft... Matt Light went on to say that as a kid, he really didn't have no ambitions of a dream to be in the NFL. 
too. So to not only make it to the NFL, but also make it to one of the greatest organizations in the world. In recent years past, the Patriots usually hold that Hall of Fame induction ceremony, usually at the beginning of August. But this year, they're going to do it a little bit differently. This year, light ceremony will take place on September 29th. That celebrates mocking the Hall's 10th anniversary. The Patriots will then host the Miami Dolphins at Gillette Stadium following that day. The New England Patriots has, they want to encourage everybody to attend the weekend's festivities and details will be announced later. So anyone that can get over there on September 29th, don't forget, get down there to New England Patriots Stadium for the Hall of Fame induction, Matt Light. Well, it looks like for the second straight year, 40-year-old QB Brady has earned the number one spot again in the NFL Top 100 Players of 2018 list, which is voted on by the players. But who could be ready to step up to number one spot from Brady hands this time to the next year? We're going to take a look at a list that was put together from NFL players of people that could potentially step up and take over for Tom Brady at the number one spot come next season. They have coming in at number 10, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo, this year's ranking 90. See, I've been saying, I don't think Garoppolo's what everyone's saying he is. I don't think, I'm not saying he's not going to be a good quarterback. I'm saying I don't think that he's worth all the money that he was paid. And I don't think that his hype's going to be everything that people think it is. So I think having him 10 is somebody that can potentially take over that number one spot as one being the best and 10 being the worst. Yeah, so I'll put Jimmy Garoppolo at number 10. Everybody's putting all that base that because Jimmy backed up Tom Brady that before being traded to the 49ers in the middle of last year. I mean, of course, on paper, some say on film, he looked good because when he went over to the 49ers, he won five games that he started last year with the new team. So with all the drama surrounded by the Pates this offseason, would it be okay if Garoppolo quickly became the best player in the NFL? Do you guys think that that's going to happen? I think it's a total long shot, and I would put it at very, very doubtful. But I'll put Garoppolo in there. Coming in at number nine, we'll go with Russell Wilson. You know, he's a long shot, but a lot is expected from the Seahawks this year. Um... After all of the changes that the Seahawks went through in the offseason, we'll see if Wilson will be able to make anything happen. Um, can he take the team to the playoffs? If he can, you got to think he'll be involved in the MVP talk and he'll even come close to a number one ranking. I don't see how serious we could be about Von Miller, seeing that Von Miller has been around a while and Von Miller is getting a little bit old. I don't know if he'll be able to put up the kind of numbers to be number one. 
Even though Von Miller is coming off, he had four straight double-digit sack seasons. But we'll see if it'll continue this year as rookie linebacker Bradley Chubb um, steps up, um, taking some help off of Miller. But the Broncos are hoping quarterback Casey Keenum will be the missing piece that could make them forget about their 5-11 season last year. Can the Broncos make a run? And can Miller put up another monster sack season? But I don't see him climbing his way up to that number one spot. That's a spot that's kind of reserved for the elite. Not saying Von Miller hasn't been elite, but he is getting old in age. And not all 41-year-old players can keep that number one spot. Somebody I was surprised to see on these lists was Alvin Kama. NFL had him ranked at number 20th for best players of 2018, but I think it's a bit of a stretch that he would be able to step up to number one, but he does have some potential to put up like Marshall Falk type of numbers, like that's incredible, this guy is so fast, like you just see a flash black thing flying down the friggin' field, but... He had a, it's a discussion for number one, no, but he had a big rookie season in 17, finishing with 728 yards and 826 receiving yards. I think he had a combined 10, let me look at my chart here, yeah, he had 13 touchdowns. Um, Is he ready to take off? We'll have to see. Coming in next on the list, they had Julio Jones rated fourth of all. NFL players, um, again, these are voted amongst players, but Jones is coming off his second straight 80-plus catches, 1,400 yards receiving season, and he's one of, I would say, arguably the best receivers in the game. He, Him and Matt Ryan are pretty much in sync, and they figured out their one-two punch. Uh, let's see if they can connect this season. Last year, he only had three touchdowns, though. But if them numbers climb to double digits this season, which it's kind of strangely that coming off an 80-catch season, 1,400 yards, that you only had three touchdowns. But I don't see him going to the number one spot, but I see him staying inside, at least inside the top ten. The next person on the list would be voted fifth by NFL players, Le'Veon Bell. His contract issues aside, you got to focus on this guy's numbers, which continues to be insane. Last season, he rushed for over 1,200 yards. I think it was 1,290 yards, 1,293 yards. You know, um, let me know if, if I'm saying that wrong, but... Uh, For his second straight year, he also finished with over 600 receiving yards at 655 for his second straight year also. But he did finish 2017 with a combined 11 touchdowns. So you got to think that the numbers will only get bigger in 2018 once his contract issues are figured out. But from what we heard last season about this guy is he's a lazy son of a bitch. He's not a team player. Yeah, I mean, I think he's an ignorant bastard, but it really don't matter what I think because I'm not signing his paycheck. I'm just a lonely person doing a podcast. Number four voted amongst NFL active players is voted 10th 
in the NFL last season, which this is kind of screwed up too. I think they voted him number 10 only because of um, his status, because of who he is, because he was pretty much injured most of the season. But the two-time NFL MVP, he I think he played in just seven games last season after suffering a broken collarbone. But I'm sure he can't wait to come back and um and light up defenses and see if he could lead the Packers back to their winning ways. Jordy Nelson's gone. But Jimmy Graham's now a Packer and could team up with Rodgers to create quite an explosive duo. But I think even Jimmy Graham's days are pretty much numbered. So, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to stay tuned and see what happens with, with this shit with... Um, with him, but I'll tell you one thing about Aaron Rodgers. Next season, Aaron Rodgers is going to get a big ass payday, a big ass guaranteed contract. You've seen Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan all getting guaranteed money this season, but we're going to jump into Todd Gurley, voted sixth amongst active NFL players to be at that number one position. Now, I could definitely see Todd Gurley jumping up to the number one position. Last year, he was uh, the offensive player of the year after rushing 1,300 yards and 13 touchdowns, catching 64 passes for 788 yards and 6 touchdowns. The Rams added a number of big names on offense and defense, and one of the favorites in the NFC, they're actually expected to possibly even make it to uh, Super Bowl this year, but they do have the key players to do it. And Todd Gurley is a beast. He could have probably been arguably in the conversation for MVP. But we all know where the MVP went. That went over to Tom Brady. Um, but next, number two on the list is Antonio Brown. Brown caught over 100 passes each of the past five years and finished last year with over 1,500 yards receiving and nine TDs. He's arguably the best wide receiver in the game, and he'll continue to put up monster numbers. And number one voted third by active players is Carson Wentz. The quarterback was primed to win the MVP last year before he destroyed his knee while diving towards the end zone against the Rams in Week 14. But Philly, of course, went on to win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles under center Carson Wentz and Belichick helping him out tremendously by keeping Malcolm Butler off the season. But if Wentz should stay healthy in 2018, he could return to the level of play from last season. What do you guys think of my list? What do you guys think of this list? What do you think of my commentary on it? <clears throat> hit the like, hit the subscribe. But I think this list was put together pretty well. But I really doubt Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have a chance to really do something. I see Carson Wentz definitely staying in the top echelon of these players. Um, Antonio Brown could jump up to number 6. Todd Gurley could possibly 1, 2, or 3 best if he could stay healthy all year. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have to show me what he has whether he could be, be productive if that injury really set him back. Because I don't care who you are, one year can make a big difference. Le'Veon Bell voted fifth by NFL active players. He has a lot to show because I think he's going into a contract season. He was franchise tagged again. Julio Jones, 
He didn't score many touchdowns, but he was a beast down the stretch last season with 826 yards. <clears throat> Alvin Kama was really a surprise. We'll see if Alvin Kama, but I see him maybe going backwards, maybe, but staying between 20 and 30th spot. Von Miller is in the top 10 right now, but if he don't take a step, two steps forward, he could take about eight steps backwards. I don't want to be hypocritical, but Russell Wilson, I see no shot bouncing up to the number one. I think them days are long behind Russell Wilson. And Jimmy Garoppolo, like I said, I don't think you're ready to anoint him just because he played behind Tom Brady. Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is an overrated player, but I'm reserving my comments because who knows, but... I'm just saying, I seen him playing New England. I seen him playing San Fran. Yes, Jimmy Garoppolo has tried. He has a good drop back. He's good with his feet. He paid attention to things that Tom Brady was doing on the field. But Jimmy Garoppolo is not a very strong person. He's not a very big-willed person. He he don't bounce back from injury very fast, you know. But we'll have to see about this. But that's my list. Let me know how you think. If you want to hit us up, let me know. Can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. And also, simulcasting on New England Patriots Rundown. But if you want to speak to us, hit us up at can we keep it real? 40 at gmail.com. If you want to talk that shit, if you want us to talk that shit, just drop that dime.